Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. In our Bible study, we are looking at the 12 apostles. Today we look at an apostle whose activity is primarily focused around the activities of Holy Week. The Last Supper of Jesus, the betrayal, the crucifixion of Jesus, and that is Judas Iscariot. We also held off at the, until this point in time because for many of you, during the season of Lent, it will be listened to during Holy Week, just prior to Easter. But Judas is not just a picture of how Jesus was betrayed in, into the hands of people who would kill him. But it also shows a couple more things. Truly the depravity of humanity, but the depth of God's love. We don't know a lot about Judas Iscariot except for one key element. He betrayed Jesus. Who was this fellow? The poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow tried to embody who he was with a poem. The poem is called a seldoma. It's a Greek word which means field of blood. The very field where Judas spilled his blood, his life, bought by the thirty pieces of silver by which he betrayed Jesus. The poem. Lost, lost, forever lost, I have betrayed the innocent blood. O oh God, if thou art love, why didst thou leave me naked to the tempter? Why didst thou not commission thy swift lightning to strike me dead? Or why did I not perish with those by Herod slain, the innocent children, who went with playthings in their little hands into the darkness of the other world, as if to bed? Or wherefore was I born, if thou in thy foreknowledge didst perceive all that I am and all that I must be? I know I am not generous, am not gentle like other men, but I have tried to be, and I have failed. I thought by following him I should grow like him, but the unclean spirit that from my childhood up hath tortured me hath been too cunning and too strong for me. Am I to blame for this? Am I to blame? Because I cannot love and ne'er have known the love of a woman or the love of children? It is a curse and a fatality, a mark that hath been set upon my forehead, that none shall slay me. For it were a mercy that I were dead or never had been born. Too late, too late, I shall not see him more among the living, that sweet, patient, Face, will never more rebuke me, nor those lips repeat the words, One of you shall betray me. It stung me in the madness, how I loved, yet hated him. But 
in the other world. I will be there before him and will wait until he comes and fall down on my knees and kiss his feet, imploring, Pardon! Pardon! I heard him say, All sins shall be forgiven, except the sin against the Holy Ghost. That shall not be forgiven in this world, nor in the world to come. Is that my sin? Have I offended so there is no hope, here nor hereafter? That I shall soon know. O oh God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy on me. I've never heard that poem before. Me either. Quite a poem. Very moving. We found it in the book that we are referencing for the Twelve Apostles in our our study by Henry Ruffin, but it can be found elsewhere. What do you think, Cecilia? I have a lot of reactions. Mm -hmm. Um, Utter despair. Well, yes, absolutely. And certainly that would be the thing that caused him to die. And kill himself, utter mm-hmm. despair. I thought it brought it out very well. Yeah. I also saw that Judas is, even now at the end, I, let's assume that he's creating this poem or speaking these words just before he ends his life. Even now he's not taking responsibility for his actions. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's God's fault. Um. God, you you made me for this whole purpose, to betray someone. So even though I wanted to be good, I couldn't be because of you. That fits into a, a dilemma because it, uh, uh, Peter does speak about Judas that way in Acts chapter 1, fatalism. Yet if we understand God's knowledge, he can know what's happening even before we do so. He knew that Judas would choose it. And so it was his choice. Once we had sin, in some ways we're locked into sin. Yet within that, we do have some choices. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a thin line between did God, God certainly didn't force Judas to do this, yet he knew that it was going to happen. Any other thoughts about the poem? Judas is saying, I'll see Jesus in the other world, and I'll fall at his feet and beg for pardon. Well, I believe that, yes, Judas was in his right mind when he chose to end his life, so we will not see Judas. Um, No, in fact, the Bible is very clear. Once death has come, no more choices are there for people. So there the poem was incorrect. He will see Jesus, though, and he will bow at his feet, because it does say in Philippians 2, every knee shall bow on heaven and earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. So in that sense, yes, he'll beg for pardon, but the time for giving pardon will have gone by. What's the the sin against the Holy Ghost? Uh, That is 
basically rejecting Christ. Is that right? Yes. Um, And it can be phrased several different ways, saying, and it's always at death, uh, rejecting Jesus, pushing the Savior away, not accepting the gift of faith, you know, all those things wrapped together that helps us to have that understanding we call faith, salvation, Jesus in our hearts. Mm-hmm. The, the sin against the Holy Spirit is pushing that aside and saying, no. At the I, point of death. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to climb to heaven. I don't want your help at the point of death. Mm-hmm. What about you? Any special thoughts that, that you have about this poem? Um, I think it embodies extremely well the emotions and thoughts that Judas was going through, uh, even as he had um, denied Jesus and then realized his wrong. I like the poem for that, that it brings us to where Judas is. Now, do realize Peter was there too. But he chose a different path. And we'll get into that more as we talk about Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot. His last name, Iscariot. We know he's the son of Simon of Iscariot. Some scholars believe that uh, this is a derivative of the name of a town, Kiriath, which is in Judea, which, by the way, would have made uh, Judas the only one of the twelve, at least that we're aware of, from Judea. The rest were from Galilee. Certainly a possibility. Another belief is that the word Iscariot came from the Greek word for dagger, and that Simon and Judas were from a family of terrorists, and that they took the dagger as the surname, the symbol of their trade. Maybe it is that Judas met Jesus and thought, ah, This man will do exactly what I want, the big rebellion, and yeah. And when Jesus didn't dance to his tune, Judas did the dastardly deed, delivered his master to death. Among the apostles, Judas held an honorable position, that of treasurer, managing the money. And we know that, according to John chapter 13, just before Jesus entered Jerusalem, there was an incident in Bethany. Mary, the sister of Martha and Lazarus, bought some expensive perfume and anointed Jesus' feet with it until the house was filled with the scent of this rich perfume. Well, Judas became rather indignant at this and said, Why is Mary doing this? She could have sold this perfume and we could have spent it on the poor. Certainly, Judas was concerned about money. 
This may have been the first tip of his hand. Up until then, he was seen as extremely trustworthy. In fact, at that night of the Last Supper, uh, in John chapter 13, Jesus said, One of you will betray me. And they all said, Is it I? No, no, not me, not I. But even Judas said, Not I, Lord. But Jesus did whisper to him quietly as he handed him the piece of bread, Go and do what you have planned quickly. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, we get a glimpse that in between these two episodes, that of the perfume and the Last Supper, Judas snuck away to do something. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty silver coins. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. I have a comment. Okay, now this is Cecilia's comment, not the reading. That's right. Okay. To me, it sort of feels like Judas is thinking, "Ah, I'll pay you back, Jesus, for castigating and talking about me in public and telling Hmm. me that I did wrong. Interesting. I never thought about it that way. Could be. Could be. I kind of wondered if Judas is going, hmm, okay, wasted all that money. I better go and and recover that money some way, somehow. And I've seen him get out of crowds and do miracles before, so this money will just pad the treasury, get that back, and he'll get out of it some way, somehow. Hmm. Interestingly enough, according to Exodus 21, verse 32, 30 pieces of silver is the price of a dead slave. Ouch. What is most dastardly about Judas Iscariot? Not only does he betray Jesus, his teacher, his rabbi, he betrays him not by just stabbing him and handing him over or tying him up. No, he betrays him with a kiss. Back then, a kiss was a sign of affection, of of friendship. Today, guys don't go and kiss each other. They probably pat each other on the back, hug, punch. Back then it was common, though, for the kiss. Yeah, that's pretty tough. When Jesus was carried away, Judas Iscariot realized, this is serious. Somehow he realized he was wrong. Somehow he realized Jesus wasn't going to get out of this. Maybe the words came back to him that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of of the chief priests and elders, and be killed. For whatever went through his mind, he went back to the priests with whom he made the dastardly deal and said, I betrayed innocent, a, a man, a, a, an innocent man. What did they respond? 
What's that matter to us? That's your problem. Oh. Here Isn't he was it? confessing. And what did he get? A rebuttal. Peter, he also denied Jesus. Wept bitterly. But certainly he did not kill himself, but wept bitterly to his God and Father, seeking forgiveness. That's the sad thing about Judas Iscariot. He realized he had done wrong, and as a man who was always trying to do for himself, he realized he could not, and so he gave up, and he killed himself. And so ends the life of Judas Iscariot. If we can take anything away from this, it is actually from the poem. Begging pardon on our knees, let's do it now, Why we still can. Because now we know we can. And we will receive pardon and forgiveness when we do bend on our knees and look to Jesus, saying, I've sinned against you, whatever that might be. He is glad to forgive us. That's why he died. But if we don't confess and we don't give it to him, why did it have to be a friend who chose to betray the Lord? And why did he use a kiss to show them that's not what a kiss is for? Nothing to gain And only a friend Comes close enough To ever cause so much pain And why did there have to be A thorny crown Pressed upon his head Jesus had come into the world to 
the Apostle Judas Iscariot brings us to the very lowest point of humanity, one where one understands and full knowledge that he is utterly rejected and alone. I wouldn't be surprised if some of you have maybe felt close to that. I can't say exactly like that. I have. Have you? Yes. Let's not forget, however, that this is exactly how our God felt when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. He Mm -hmm. felt utterly betrayed as though he had lost his beautiful creation. Not as if. He had lost his beautiful creation. And he was bound and determined not to leave it in utter ruin and despair. Judas went off and hung himself. God didn't smash the earth and recreate the ball of clay to something else. Instead, his plan was to save us. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why Jesus was willing to be betrayed even by a friend to redeem a friend, an enemy. (laughs) To redeem you and me. Because he loves you and me. We're never, never, ever alone. And I hope and pray that's what you gain and gather from this show always. Always. Do write us. Let us know what your thoughts are, either on this episode or others. You can write to us at info. I-N-F-O. At not-alone.net. And remember, we We are are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Why? Michael Card. Joy in the Journey, 10 Years of Greatest Hits, 1994. Pastor Jim Kircherman reading the poem, A Seldama. Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn, interlude musicians.